Welcome to Omnipotent Growth with Cal. I'm an acting leader for more than a decade and your leadership trainer and coach. Each week you'll hear exceptional stories and interviews, as well as actionable strategies and tactics that you can implement right away. I want to thank you for spending some time to grow as a leader. What is the secret to bringing motivation for leaders? Hi guys, it's Kel from Omnipotent Growth. It's very nice to see you again in our podcast. I want to say hi to Stefan. Hi Kel, nice seeing you again. So today we'll be discussing motivation and um, which is the willingness to get the job done qualitatively and not just ostensibly or with poor quality. I think this is always the current topic that we as managers need to consider and revisit and revisit constantly. Motivation wanes over time, so we need to keep it high or at least good enough so that our team performs well. But the question, of Definitely. course, is how. Yeah, for example, I'm motivated by learning new stuff, new skills, getting out of my comfort zone despite the coziness there, solving complex problems, and of course, feeling that, that my contribution is appreciated. So what about you, Cal? Tell me what, what does motivate you? So uh, the answer now is different than in the past, uh, and I'm almost confident that it will be different in the, sh- in the near future. Uh, but there are a few things that stick. So I can share uh, the things that um, are constants and that I truly believe in. So we have our beliefs, which is um, a very strong uh, uh, and impactful thing over our personality. And also we have our identity, the thing that we believe that we actually are. Mm -hmm. So when you combine this together, you have your value-based image. The things that you truly believe in and the things that you deem right and deem uh, connected to you you live your life in a certain way that is uh, lived through those values. So, for example, uh, if I believe that I'm a good leader, I will get up in the morning, uh, do and start doing the things that a good leader would do because I truly believe and I identify myself uh, as being a good leader. So I will have the values and the value-based image uh, that is connected with with the things that uh, I think are uh, really important for a leader, like integrity, uh, honesty, uh, transparency, like vision and um, being able to uh, motivate people and things like that. So when I want to challenge myself and motivate myself, I put this value-based image to the test. And uh, this is what creates... Uh, uh, great achievements for me in the past and also now. Uh, I want to uh, really challenge the idea that I'm a smart person, for example, because you know I'm 107 kilos. I have a lot of muscles. This is around uh, 220 pounds for for the people that are uh, watching in the states. Uh, so I'm not necessarily considered smart from from the start. 
And um, this is uh, something that is some sort of a stereotype, but I want to challenge it in my own way. Uh, I want to think of myself as a smart person, and that's why I went to all of the challenges that I could have think of uh, in the time, uh, doing uh, an engineer degree, uh, doing an executive MBA program, uh, becoming a coach, becoming a trainer, uh, all the things that are then, that can challenge me, um, mm-hmm. my analytical skills, my other skills, uh, soft intelligence, um, and uh, everything that is connected to being smart. And uh, this is what motivates me because after every win, um, I have more desire to challenge again the uh, the idea of my value-based image. Yeah, so challenge is a big motivator for you as, as I'm listening. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and here's a fallacy that we need to avoid because what motivates us doesn't necessarily motivate our employees. Frederick Herzberg, a prominent explorer of motivation, defines two types of motivation factors. The base level ones, they're the so-called hygiene factors, include Mm -hmm. status, compensation, job security. If you don't provide this, you'll receive job dissatisfaction. We assume that our listeners and viewers provide the, the minimum base level. However, those alone would not ensure happiness with your job, but simply will ensure that you don't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> now, here enter the next level motivation factors. These are challenging work, recognition, responsibility, and personal growth. So these are the factors that actually provide for a fulfilling job. And here is my next question to you. Uh, How do you motivate your team? Do you have some kind of uh, universal approach or is it the individual one towards the, the different members of the team? Uh, because I assume and I know uh, the, the larger the team, uh, the more difficult to connect with, with every single uh, of, of its members. So please um, elaborate more on, on the motivation of your team. Mm. Okay, so basically it really depends uh, because... I've led uh, different types of teams with uh, different sizes. But there are a few things that prove to be very useful and very effective and impactful uh, towards uh, almost everybody. I really prefer uh, separated approaches. uh, Like I want to engage with people on a personal level. I want to make sure that I'm approaching them in a way that is suitable for them and uh, not uh, do the template sort of work. So, um, of course, you need experience and uh, there are tools that you can use to know how to uh, instill the the different types of motivating factors in everyone's uh, work. But um, there are a few things that you can use as guidelines. The first one of them is 
you always try to give space and accountability. And those two go hand by hand because you want to give the space in which uh, the person, the employee uh, can make decisions, can be creative and can wonder and try new things. For example, you stand a bit aside, don't micromanage. If they have questions, of course, always try to ask even follow back, follow back questions to them and uh, provoke their thinking uh, in a way uh, this is coaching and uh, you improve their decision-making by giving them the ability and the space to think. And when you give them this accountability, the, um, the space in which they can make decisions, they, they grow as leaders. Even if they're on the operational level, they start to really develop some leadership qualities. So this is always motivating for people and uh, especially when they start seeing results. The, the next, the second one that uh, I fairly recommend is to try and stretch a capability or a skill. And what is the difference here? So we, with skills, those are the tactical or the analytical types of uh, um, qualities that uh, an employee or a person can have. And uh, you can challenge them by giving a more complex task, uh, something um, that can be improved in the process, uh, something that can be uh, somehow uh, upgraded or uh, made uh, more sophisticated. So you, you are stretching uh, those uh, skills in, in that manner. And uh, about capability, uh, this is more complex. I, I imagine it is more strategical. Uh, for example, try and give them the, the task to how they will uh, motivate uh, a group of people or a person, uh, how they uh, decide where is the line uh, of uh, which person can take decisions over a topic. So this is a bit of stretching the capability. But both uh, bring uh, growth and both bring uh, satisfaction and uh, the need of more of that because it, it induces chemicals, reactions. You all know about uh, the greatness of dopamine, serotonin, and um, the, the combinations. So this is uh, uh, the second thing. And the third thing is, I will say, giving the vision and the clarity. So when you are the leader, it's your job to make the, the things that you do transparent, to make them associate, uh, make your team associate themselves with, uh, with the vision and with the things that you do. So show them in a way what you want to uh, achieve, uh, what great things you are already doing. Because sometimes people are just leaving this behind. Uh, for example, when you go into the room, just make sure to all the people to know what great things they have done and how customers, for example, were impacted. Mm -hmm. uh, if you work for a big company, say, hey, guys, uh, we're solving problems for over 1 million people, for example, 1 million customers. This is uh, uh, without, without us, uh, the, the, the planet or, or this business will be uh, very different and uh, people won't have this solution or... Just give them something to, to grasp and to, something to believe in and to associate with so they can really uh, put themselves into their work. So in a nutshell, those are two, those three 
Yeah. That I would suggest. This this reminds me uh, reminds me pretty much of a um, talk from uh, Dan Pink uh, Dan Pink, uh, which uh, which I I've seen recently. Uh, so uh, a, a famous TED talk. He he speaks of uh, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Autonomy, yeah. the urge of uh, to direct our own lives. Mastery, the desire to get better at something that matters for us. And purpose, the yearning to do what we do in the service of something larger than ourselves. So for him, for Dan Pink, uh, these are the building blocks of an entirely new operating system of the uh, for the business. So I'll recommend this, this TED Talk to... Uh, to uh, every one of, of our listeners and viewers, just Google it's it. It's a great, then, it's a great talk. Uh, yeah, I think, and it somehow relates to the things that that I just said. Exactly, uh, they are fundamental, no doubt about it. Yeah, and now and now, uh, the I would like to uh, raise the, the the following question, which is contrary to the motivation. What do you think puts an employee down? Um, mm-hmm. Just to give you a, a, my example, uh, for me, these are the mundane tasks, uh, lack of appreciation and lack of communication, uh, uh, lack of vision about the, the direction and the purpose. Uh, Social empathy, uh, of course, micromanagement. Mm, and what is what is what is your view? What what do you think uh, put an employee down? Especially especially you're you're in the IT industry, which is notorious mm. for its high staff turnover. Uh, at the surface, it's all about the money, but as long as you pass a certain threshold. I don't believe 10-15% spike in the salary will make you switch positions. So yeah. there there must be something else. Um uh, so definitely. What is, yeah, what is what is uh, your thought about it? So I would agree that there are plenty of things that can demotivate an employee. Mm. And uh, as we started the conversation you need to have a basis so people don't hate their job. But as you also said, 10-15% of increase, uh, people won't uh, uh, decide to go in another uh, company. I would say that different people and uh, different types of profiles are valuing uh, different benefits. But if you are good in recruiting, if you're good in uh, sharing your vision, showing what you actually stand for on the marketplace, then you're able to position yourself uh, as an employee for the people that uh, align themselves with your vision and the things that you're, you you want to do. Of course, you have to pay well. I don't say that you uh, pay as a boutique company I'm not sure which one is the the best uh, paying company, but I know of of many software companies that are paying huge amount of money 
for a short time until the project is done and then uh, they're letting people go. So if the person is like that and he's after some challenges uh, that are uh, funny and crazy and so on, uh, he's not uh, for your type of company in that case. And then you have to think, really think about uh, do you want such a person? Like, Are you uh, in the corner to get anyone? Or you can afford the time to really see someone that uh, has uh, experience, uh, less job hopping, and uh, really aligns uh, with you what you think. But on the other hand, there are so many things that employees are can, let's say, complain about, or they can uh, feel somehow affected uh, from what is happening uh, with their boss, with their a job with uh, uh, the company policies and so on and so forth, that I think that the real turnover here is how emotionally intelligent is the person. Because Viktor Frankl tells it perfectly in uh, in the book, uh, The Search About Meaning, I think it's thought. Uh, so, yeah, I really have to to look up uh, what was the title. Uh, sorry if I said it wrong. Uh, but the idea there, I especially remember the idea, right. is that everything can happen to you. Maybe your boss yells at you today. Uh, maybe you lose your temper in a meeting. The real uh, decider here is how you are going to react. We have the time after the, the event, of the, after the stimulus, in which we can decide how to react, what to uh, do next. And if we are mindful about it and we can separate ourselves and see the situation on the sides, see it as a third person from different angles, then we, wanna know, we are going to know what to do next. Because even if your boss, let's say, is treating you uh, unfairly, in, in your thought. Think about why why is it's unfair to you? What are the reasons? And think about what is the perspective of your leader? Because most of the people never think about it. Like uh, they, you only look on the one side of the coin. Mm. And then even if you do think that you're treated unfairly or something happened that is, could happen better, what is the emotionally intelligent way to react and what is the, the beneficial way to react for you and for everybody, everybody around you? So you can think about those and then do a, a mindful decision on how to present yourself into the work, uh, in front of your colleagues and in front of yourself. Uh, and in the end, even if you go somewhere else, you will always know that you uh, made the decision regarding all the circumstances around and not regarding your fight or flight brain, which is uh, the limbic system that is uh, so old that uh, you might uh, want to decide to give your best decisions on uh, something more uh, near and advanced like uh, the prefrontal cortex. Yeah. 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 So more or less develop self awareness. Uh, know your your re reactions to certain situations, and 
try to manage them. Definitely. So self-awareness and being mindful in the situation, uh, putting the, the ego aside and uh, just uh, think rationally like a uh, uh, being that evolved uh, so many years for us to be able to do so. Yeah. Okay, great. So, Stefan, I think uh, this is a great uh, topic that we embarked today. Uh, in a nutshell, we, we uh, spoke about what motivates us personally. We also spoke about uh, how to motivate a team, what are the key aspects there and what you can do to motivate a team. We also uh, included the contrary, how you can put your people down. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, uh, we spoke about on uh, how you can uh, be on the winning side, even if the things that are happening to you are not the best you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And I want to leave a pin into that topic as we can discuss it further in another episode. For now, I want to thank you, Stefan. And uh, guys, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, like the videos and share the content. Let's grow together. Thank you. Bye.